Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Politics Guys with your hosts, Dave Carson and Michael Darnowski. Welcome to the Politics Guys. I'm Michael Baranowski, a political scientist at Northern Kentucky University. My co-host this week, as always, is Cleveland area attorney and sometime Republican strategist, Jay Carson. Here's our Ask the Politics Guys question for this week, Jay. All right, far away. It comes from Tyler in Los Angeles. Uh, It's kind of a two-parter, so uh, here we go. Tyler asks, part one, is there a way to hold our politicians responsible for the words that come out of their mouths? (laughs) Part two. If we have a country where the majority of Americans believe a bunch of half-truths and lies perpetuated by our politicians, I believe it undermines our democracy. How can we make informed voting decisions when there is so much misinformation out there? I think that's a a really good, a very relevant question, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's really kind of fundamental to the whole whole project here. Absolutely. So what's your first take on this? Well, on on the one hand, uh, I do think we probably hold politicians accountable, maybe more accountable than we used to, uh, to what they say. Uh, Partly just because of of media the way it is now that almost everything someone says is recorded in some form and is available to be looked up and found in in some form pretty pretty quickly, pretty easily. Um, That wasn't always the case. And and, uh, so I I think there's, there's more accountability on the one hand um, the other thing that, that groups do, and you can say this is good or bad, uh, but particularly among conservative groups, anytime someone runs for office, uh, people send out questionnaires and, and uh, there are a lot of groups uh, that you know, ask for a, a uh, no new taxes pledge. Uh, uh, they ask you know, politicians, will you pledge that you won't do anything to um, – uh, uh, Destroy the you know, republic and, and as we know it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean like oh, Grover Norquist does stuff. that. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, do you do you promise you will vote against every sure? Um, uh, you know, any bill that would would uh, uh, loosen restrictions on abortion, or you promise to vote for uh, X, Y, and Z. So there's a lot of sort of markers that get laid down uh, early in the campaign by a lot of groups, and and you'll remember, I mean, one of the these these the big classic of someone who was held accountable for the words was uh, George uh, Herbert Walker Bush on his no new taxes pledge. Read my lips, uh, no new taxes. And then, yeah, he yeah. increased taxes. I, and- I, I remember, I remember a young Mike Baranowski uh, throwing a fit in a, a dorm room uh, about uh, Bush uh, having violated his no new taxes pledge. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. And I, I actually was, was defending him uh, saying, look, sometimes you got to run the government and you got to do what you got to do. Um, so, so I think, yeah, there is some accountability there. Now, does it does it uh, work across the board? I think it's part of that. Then you look to the media uh, as to what they're going to report and what they're not going to report. So, um, yeah, you know, to me, there there's a lot more uh, fact checking and a lot more of that sort of thing that's accessible. But I don't know how much it really matters. I guess how how much it gets through because there's just so much more noise. These days, uh, and it seems to me that we've become almost fact optional. I mean, for instance, there there are a number of there are a number of sites uh, websites that fact check political statements. Uh, one of the most right. common ones is a site called Politifact, which is kind of a fun site to take a look at. And 
Let me just give you an example. And and, and I'll, I'll we we should put in the caveat that when they fact check, that's yeah, yes and no. Well, it's not, and they they it's, they do it. Some of them will do it in different ways, but th- sometimes statements are kind of are are clearly true. Sometimes there's some truth in them, and you know there can be a range. So let me give yeah. you let me give you an example. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump on PolitiFact has had 137 of his statements fact-checked by, by this group. Uh, and they have a scale that goes uh, true, mostly true, half true, mostly false, false, and pants on fire. Okay, And so according to PolitiFact, only 2% of these 137 statements were true that Trump made. 6.5% are mostly true. 15% are half true. 15% are mostly false, 42% are false, and 19% pants on fire. In other words, 76% of these statements, uh, these 137 statements by Donald Trump, were less than half true. Um, and that's, I mean, now, Donald Trump is an outlier. It's generally <laughs> in so many ways. But my point here is that I think by any reasonable standard, if you actually look into what Donald Trump has said, he lies like hell all the time. You know, he talks about lying Ted. No, I mean, Donald Trump is the one who's been playing fast and loose with the truth. And yet it clearly has not mattered at all. And so even though there's this checking that now maybe Donald Trump's an exception, but we've, we've seen a lot more of this. And a lot of liberals will argue that Republicans play faster and looser with the truth than, you know, than uh, Democrats do. And I guess it sort of depends on how you measure these things. But the larger point is, I think that the public, for some reason, doesn't necessarily either know or care that they're Republican, that, uh, that the Republicans, that their candidates are lying to them in, I think, an unprecedented way. And so that's well, the problem. I, I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head, and maybe it's the, the doesn't care yeah. is the bigger factor. Um, there, there's sort of a sense of this is my guy or my girl, uh, right or wrong. Um, and I think that, that there's such such a whatever identification with, with the candidate as opposed to what he says uh, that uh, – you know, people are willing to overlook that. Um, and also, in fairness, some of these these statements, some are, are false in the sense that they can be easily verifiable yeah. uh, or not. I mean, you know, when, when Donald Trump says there were, you know, Muslims dancing in the street in New Jersey on 9-11, um, you can go back and say, no, that that's just not true, or at least there's absolutely no reporting of it or no reason yeah. to believe it's true. Uh, I, it, and Donald Trump was the only person aware of it. Or you can say other things like, you know, when when you say things like, you know, immigration's a disaster. Well, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's yeah. yeah. And a lot of things in politics are like that is they're not, you know, basic true false kind of statements. But it's interesting to me, like when we look at the last three Republicans you know, who were in the race, right, uh, Trump, Cruz and Kasich, it's not going to surprise you, Jay, I know, to know that John Kasich by far had the most true or mostly true statements. You know, and Ted Cruz yeah, that's, was that's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. but you know, and we we find that the the and candidates, again, that's that's up against Donald Trump. Well, yeah. Though, so, but I mean, still, we find I think generally speaking these days that the candidates that are willing to take the most uh, uh, the most distance between themselves and the actual truth of the matter to use the most lies for rhetorical effect are the ones who seem to be resonating the most, and and that's that I think is a really kind of unfortunate thing. 
You know, on the Democratic yeah. side, for instance, uh, well, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, though. Hillary Clinton has more statements, according to political, pol- sorry, PolitiFact, that are true than Bernie Sanders. You know, and uh, and so, you know, I, I think when you get these sort of more uh, extreme candidates, they say things, they 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 stretch things, and they they rile up their bases and so forth. But I think they inject something into politics that, well, that disturbs me a little bit. But the more moderate kind of, well, you have to understand on one hand and the other hand kind of candidates, they don't do nearly as well. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I think it's sometimes when you look at what PolitiFact and the other sites measure, uh, not only does it go to the the verifiableness, if that's a word, yeah, let's of, make it one. of the uh, of the claim, uh, but some some claims are are bigger and more important than others. Sure, um, that's you an know, important look, point. If, if if it comes out that Hillary Clinton has been lying about um, her, her email situation, about you know knowingly having classified documents, uh, that's that's a big deal. At least it is to me. Sure. Uh, as opposed to if someone says. Uh, um, you know, for example, gets gets a number wrong. You know, while the you know jobs only grew under, uh, you know, X percent under Obama right. in the last year, and well, actually, it was X plus one percent. Uh, you know, there there are those sorts of things that are are fudging and and are maybe increased a little for rhetorical effect, and you can say aren't aren't true, but uh, which is which is of bigger gravity of yeah. And uh, I, exaggerating I think, or, or de-emphasizing a statistic as opposed to yeah. something that goes to fundamentally to the the candidate's honesty. Yeah, I think and I think you're absolutely right. And that to me, in the end, because of all the subjectivity, the only way to really judge this is through results. You know, saying, "Well, what happened?" And uh, you after, sound like Trump. Well, well, my God. <laughs> I'll try not to take it too personally. Well, no, I mean, you know, results in, in an actual area that really matters and so forth. But, but you know, it beca- it's so subjective and it's so complex and that the people who are willing to play fast and loose with the truth or invent their own version of the truth are, are going to be able to craft a more compelling narrative. And so I think it's just really difficult to hold people accountable, especially in a system where we don't have a parliamentary system. We have a system of, you know, accountability can be found in a lot of different places so it's always easy to blame the other branch the other guy that sort of thing and so you know to the first part of tyler's question is there a way to hold our politicians responsible i would say in the end yeah it's called elections but it's a very imperfect mechanism we just haven't come up with anything better at least in our system of government now as to that second part of the question which i think is maybe you know but maybe even the more important Part of the question, I don't know, is how can we make informed voting decisions when there's so much mis- misinformation out there? Um, what do you think about that? What would you tell someone who, like Tyler, would asking that question? Well, Tyler, you've taken the, the first great step uh, into a much larger world uh, by listening to our show. Absolutely. That's um, a great answer, Jay. <laughs> um, no, I, no, seriously. I mean, one of the reasons, you know, that Mike and I started doing this um, uh, was, you know, partially just because it's it's fun and it's something we, have, we enjoy doing. Uh, but but also the idea that you can have a, a conversation uh, and maybe get past just the talking points, just the sound bites, uh, and and look at these issues a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's sort of what we shoot for, and I, we don't really succeed. And you know, some weeks are better than others, and all that. But um, you know, I, I guess you know what what can you do is uh, look around and, and try to be a responsible consumer of, of information and look at as many different sources as you can, uh, seek out viewpoints that aren't your own, and then sort of match that up as to, 
it does this make sense? Yeah. Uh, and you know, there have uh, been. I guess, I guess you can try to encourage your friends and, and family without without being a jerk about it <laughs> to do the same. But well, I think, and I think you know, there have been more than a couple of occasions when we've done the show where you've made a few points on something, and now it's it maybe my my uh, position didn't change 180 degrees, but in a lot of cases, you you make a point, and I think, hmm, okay, that I can sort of see it that way. That makes sense, and I've adjusted my view based on what you've said. And the reason I think I've been able to do that is not only uh, not only that you you know often have really good arguments about things that are well thought out and well constructed. That's certainly a huge part of it. But the other part of it is that I trust you. That I know that you're not trying to you know sell me on something for some nefarious purpose. You're you're someone who has the best interests of the country in mind. You know you want the same sort of fundamental things that I do, and you just see the world a little bit differently. And I think both of those pieces are really important because if the trust element isn't there, if you don't think that the other person is you know kind of fundamentally a decent person, it's going to be really hard to accept or to really examine what they're saying in the kind of open-minded spirit that I'd like to think that both of us are, are, are able to do. And so I think those are really two key parts of it, not just good arguments, but good arguments from someone who you think is fundamentally a, a decent person. Well, I know. I think that's, wow. Well, first of all, fine. thanks. I'm flattered. Um, and this, uh, this comes this comes like, after our completely decent, yeah. <laughs> uh, our, our completely fundamental disagreement on the show on Sunday about uh, uh, about class action lawsuits. But even so, you know, we can we can fundamentally disagree on some things and still come together on other things. And it, because of that, I think because of that trust. Now, in our case, it's trust as you know decades of you know history behind. Right. We've known it, each but, other for yeah. twenty some years, and yeah. that matters obviously. But I think there are you know there are sources out there, there are conservatives out there who. Even though I don't necessarily agree with them, I believe they are decent people. Not just you, but like Ross Douthat in uh, – is that how it's pronounced? Ross Douthat in uh, the New York Times. He's a conservative writer, a little less conservative writer in yeah. the Times. Uh, David Brooks, you know. Uh, there are some people out there. Uh, Raheem Salam is a great is a great guy from National Review. There are, there are a number of folks that I read because I they've demonstrated to me that they're, I think, fundamentally decent folks. And I turn to them to try to understand what a principled conservative might – feel about some of these issues in the same way I turned to Jay. Well, thanks. Well, and I, I guess maybe that, that is sort of the, um, uh, I guess my response to it too is, uh, look out and read, read folks who, um, who make sense. And, and maybe that the test is, uh, is, is this person, um, overly, uh, beating the drum? Uh, does this person, can this person acknowledge other points of view? Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Can, can the, uh, you know, this person, whoever you're reading, um, again, make, make the, you know, in, 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 the, um, in the legal world, I mean, in law school, one of the things that they teach you, um, or, or try to teach you is that so often in your argument, credibility, uh, you gain credibility by conceding the points yes. that you, you, you can't really, argue otherwise. Yes. And, and I think that's important that, look, you can, you can establish that, look, yeah, this is a bad fact. This is, this is wrong here, but here's why uh, I still ought to win or, or this principle ought to trump that. Um, right. 
And then, you know, speaking, and maybe you know, again, look for people who who make those types of arguments. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely. To me, one of the reddest of red flags is somebody who is not willing to concede even the smallest point, which is one of the things that it disturbs me so much about Donald Trump. Uh, he seems to be utterly unwilling to do that. And whenever anyone just seems to insist that they're absolutely right on everything, uh, that just tells me right away that this is probably someone who's trying to sell me something that is not going to be any good for me, that's not going to be any good for the country, and I try to move away from those people as quickly as I possibly can. You know? right. and, and, you know, the other thing is, you know, avoid the clickbait, I suppose. Yeah. That we've sort of degenerated uh, into this, uh, especially as we get our news, uh, highly targeted clickbait type type society of, you know, uh, my God, you won't believe what uh, what Mike Bernaski said on the show last week. Yeah. Uh, number sixteen will blow your mind. I mean that kind of thing. Right. Uh, there's there's so much sort of manufactured outrage uh, in order to God, get your yeah. attention uh, that uh, I I think again when you're seeking out news sources, uh, look for those that are. Uh, and again, maybe this is just a weird personal preference, and maybe I'm just a person living out of outside of my time, but. Uh, you yeah, and me look both. For the, the less dramatic, the the less uh, uh, sensational, um, uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I mean, if we all look look to that, I mean, I think we end up being better informed and make better arguments. Yeah, I, I think I think every liberal who's really interested in you know getting a, a good grasp of of political news and so forth and really understanding things, I think everyone should. Absolutely, go to the Wall Street Journal opinion editorial page on a regular basis. Uh, there, you know, and and <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't read the the news stories because the news stories actually are pretty similar to what you'll find in the New York Times or you know other outlets. But the opinion stuff, it's it tends to be you know reasonably well argued and by reputable folks. It's not all screamy and yelly and so forth. And so I think that's, I think that's a great place to start. It's a really simple thing. It's a, you know, a relatively staid sort of responsible news organization, less so under Rupert Murdoch perhaps than it was in the past, but still it's probably my go-to place. And I feel like if I don't actually, if there's a big public policy issue and I don't check out the, what the Wall Street Journal has to say about it, that I'm not really doing my job. And so I always try to do that on a regular basis. Okay. So there it is. Um, any other thoughts on that, Jay? Not, not really. I mean, other than I mean, look. I mean, he he hits the the uh, the problem. You know, that's that that's the that's one of the, probably the greatest problems of our time, and yeah. uh, uh, and maybe it's been a problem of of most any time. Well, you um, know that it, it's interesting. Maybe it's just, you... it's just it's just more contentious now. Yeah. I mean, you know the the uh, maybe there might have been just as much mistruth or difficulty in. Uh, getting the truth back in the Eisenhower era, uh, but the differences uh, between the candidates and so forth, uh, and the, this—I don't want to say the stakes were not as high because you know all kinds of nuclear bombs pointing at us, but uh, but the sense is that that there was not as much conflict, and it just wasn't as big okay. a deal. Well, you know, it was interesting you brought that point up because I think nowadays things are in a way kind of fundamentally different because certainly, you know, for the last, whatever, 50, 60, as far back as you want to go, the system has become a lot more democratic. And the more people you bring into the system, uh, the more, the more, I think, possibilities you have for demagogues and misinformation and so forth. When you have a small, well, the more, the more, the more people you bring in, the more, uh, 
currency that information has, the, yeah. the more important it becomes because it's and so hitting more people. When you have an elite-dominated system, which has certainly a, a whole lot of downsides, I think it's going to be a lot harder for really bad arguments to, to gain a foothold. But when you have a much more mass kind of system, you know, I mean, it's not like the elites on either side are buying what Donald Trump is saying, all the, the lies and, and the half-truths and so forth. But on a mass level, that stuff makes sense, not because people are stupid. I mean, sure, some people are stupid, but some of them are. Yes, absolutely, some of them are. But that's not the main reason. And so, not our listeners. No, not our listeners, of course. So, I think the stakes are a lot higher, and it is a different world, and this is much more of a problem than it was at any point in the past. Which makes Tyler's question a great one, I think, and why why we chose it this week for our Ask the Politics Guys question. All right. Um, All right. I think that does it. All right. So uh, that is it for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we would love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail.com. And our Facebook page, where Jay and I post and comment on news articles throughout the week and where you can join in, facebook.com slash politicsguys page. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a minute to rate the show and write a quick review. And finally, if you like what we're doing and want us to be able to keep on doing it, a donation of even a dollar or two, the price of a gallon of Prestone AS259 all-season windshield washer fluid would really help. You'll find donation links on our site, politicsguys.com. Ask the Politics Guys will be back next Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.